Welcome to Give Social, a show about helping you improve through inspiration. Each week, we discuss things that make your heart sing through stories, interviews and debate. Every day, normal people do amazing things in business, charity or through self-improvement. And we are here to celebrate them. My name's Rob. And I'm Jen. So if you're looking for authentic, down-to-earth and practical help to build a better life, then we welcome you to the show. And just to make sure you never miss an episode or one of our bonus podcasts that we might sneak in from time to time, don't forget to subscribe through your preferred podcast provider. It's easy and more importantly, it's free. Now, let's get on with today's show. So today's show is as close to a live podcast as we will get. It is Sunday we did have another episode lined up for this mm. week. However, once again, we have seen changes happening in the UK that is impacting mm-hmm. people and really testing how they feel and how they're going to cope. Mm. And so the title of this episode is going to be about six more months of potential lockdown. Mm. Tips for staying resilient during covid and beyond. Yeah. So this week we have seen some more national changes in the UK in response to COVID-19 pandemic. And so we thought it would be a good time to do a semi-live episode on a Sunday about the word resilience and about what does resilience mean and being adaptable to change. So this is us just chatting mm-hmm. pretty much unabridged mm-hmm. about what's going on but more importantly What COVID has particularly shown us is that life is one of those things where we've got to be ready for anything. Yeah. We've got to be ready to adapt. We've Mm -hmm. got to be ready to accept that there are things outside of our control. Mm -hmm. And this is happening even more in 2020 than it probably has done ever before in our whole (laughs) lives. So we have gathered some tips together. These tips are all about building resilience and coping with change, which we thought we'd talk about today. But I want you to tell me, first of all, about resilience itself there's loads of different definitions of resilience and i think essentially it's it's all about our own ability to deal with situations whatever they are so but particularly those which cause us stress or anxiety Mm. and on a day-to-day basis we face challenges that you know the world throws at us but as human beings we are provided with one powerful asset and that is choice so we talked about things being out of our control and being able to accept there are things out of our control but there's something that is within your control and that is how you choose to react yes to a circumstance or a situation the first step of acknowledging that even when things are out of your control you do still have some control is really powerful Yeah, and when I think of the word resilience, I always think of the word strength. Mm. For some reason, those two words go hand in hand. Yeah, and it is. It's it's sort of mental toughness and durability and being able to cope with things that are thrown at you. And there's various different ways in which they are referred to. So sometimes you'll hear it referred to as our ability to bounce back or bounce back ability. Mm. But essentially, when adversity strikes or whether it be the loss of a job, an illness, or a natural disaster, or something like COVID, this global pandemic, or when you take a big hit that really knocks you off your feet for a while, how fast you then get up again is the bit that we're talking about here. So this is your resilience. Um, And that depends on a number of things. Could be really cheesy here now and sing that song from... I can't remember who it was. I get knocked down. That's the one. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that was a football thing, wasn't it? Oh, oh, oh it was this, the song was used during a tournament, Euro 96 yes. or something. 
Yes. And and the um, word bounce back ability is actually used in football all the time. Okay. I so this is an was, episode about football now. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think it was probably in the early 2000s when somebody started, one of the commentators started talking about bounce back ability. Mm. And it was all about how a team could come back from either a defeat setback or, or a setback or mm. losing the first half. And this whole bounce back ability thing came mm. in. Not just how bouncy the ball was. No. No. <laughs> so, but how fast you do get up again from these things depends on a number of things. So things like how good your support network is, how solid your self-esteem is, the extent to which you believe that you can control your own destiny, which is what we just talked about. And then yes. also your experiences of overcoming adversity in the past. The big thing to remember with all of this here is that resilience has to be practiced. It has to be developed over time. There's no one's just going to come up to you and give you a pill and go, there you go, that's resilience. Take that and yeah. you are now a resilient person. It takes experience and learning from experiences and time to build up those strengths, if you will. But there's, there's loads of ways you can do it. And we're just going to pick on a few today that some are bigger things, some are harder to deal with, some are easier, some are little tiny changes you can make that are much easier. And it can be quite difficult over a period of time to build resilience, but you've got to put the effort into it to see the benefits. It's like physical exercise. You have to keep working at it and putting in the effort if you want to improve. And it's the same with your mental health and building resilience. This episode isn't going to be a really long one either. No, no. This is going to be probably about half an hour Mm -hmm. and we're going to put lots of resources sources onto the website givesocial.co.uk and we're gonna make sure that this is just an opportunity for people to listen in and hopefully find one or two ways that Mm. they might find useful to try and build their resilience because let's be honest once Mm. again and say it's going to be really tough. Mm-hmm. Some people have just found out that they're going to be at home for another six months. Mm. And nobody really knows what the, the future holds. But mm. it's going to be particularly impacting people who've maybe been furloughed or are already mm. out of work and are probably praying for us to get back into some kind of normality. Mm. And suddenly we found out certainly no time soon mm. is that going to happen. Mm. So we need to start finding ways as individuals mm. and as charities and also as employers, mm-hmm. how do we help people build their resilience? Mm-hmm. There are some little things you can do mm-hmm. yourself. So what we're trying to do here is we're having to chat about things you can do yourself. Mm. Yeah. That might just make an impact on your lifestyle that could help you feel a little bit more able to cope with some of the pressures and the stressful situations that you might come across in the next few months. Mm. The first one for me is about finding balance. Mm. You may find that one part of your life, such as your job or taking care of your children, is taking up almost all of your time or your energy. Mm. I know that during the first part of lockdown, mm. Billy <laughs> <laughs> took up a vast amount of my yeah. energy, yeah. Uh, as did trying to balance work at the same mm. time. And it was really, really difficult. So I think one of the things we've learnt from Mm. and going forward is actually try to make a decision to focus some of your energy on other parts of your life so that one thing doesn't completely engulf you and take over. And so that's about, you know, how can you spread the weight of pressures in your life Mm -hmm. and try and make everything just feel that little bit lighter yeah one of the ways in which you can do that Mm -hmm. is to develop your hobbies again Mm -hmm. 
We've talked about hobbies loads of times in this and how our hobbies have helped us through really difficult situations for ourselves. Hobbies are essentially activities that are completely different from the things that you do every day. Yeah. Or the things that are causing you stress. Yeah. So it's doing these things so that they are a great way to get away Mm -hmm. from the everyday pressures. Mm -hmm. Something which... I'm very good at when it mm-hmm. comes to golf. Yes. I yes. love golf. You do. We've talked about it loads and we're not going to go over it all again. No. But for me, that's the thing that I do. Yeah. For you, at the moment, it's Bake Off. <laughs> yeah. Just having time to just watch something I want to watch. Or, yes. And it doesn't have to be something, you know, a big solid hobby that's really structured and you have to spend lots of time doing. It can be anything. It's just making time. And that's either making time to do something you want to do or even making time for friends. So yeah. that's another important one with this. And I know with COVID, we're not visiting people and, you know, different areas of the country can do different things at the moment. And it's about just still finding the time to pick up the phone or if video call or whatever it is it's about just having conversations and just chatting to friends about the things you find difficult can help you keep things in perspective and you can do the same for them and it doesn't have to be a big heavy conversation or you only pick up the phone when you need to talk through something it's just about making time for your friends regularly and just sometimes having a chat and you chat through things stops you from getting to a certain point or feeling like you know a problem is is getting bigger or whatever else so it's making that time to talk to people isn't it really essentially Yes, I've been guilty at times of not speaking to certain friends who I'd spent loads of time speaking to before Mm. COVID. And just because I'm not going out with them or going and having a pint at the pub with them doesn't Mm. mean I shouldn't be putting phone calls into them and checking that everything's okay and putting Mm. some time aside to have that virtual beer I'd, I dread to say it but i <laughs> we, we might have to go back to zoom yes i think we do i think mm. we will we will definitely for our milestone yes thing that we will be celebrating in a week or two my course. 40th birthday <laughs> yes so probably happening at one of the most annoying times because yeah. i've not been able to do anything but you know there's a i problem. had so much planned and I now know. it's gonna be well, i had so much planned yes we both had so much planned <laughs> yeah and now we're gonna sit around a laptop Probably, probably. Anyway, so other things that you can do. So, and we are doing this at the moment. So this is taking steps to look after your physical health. We are doing this at the moment. We are. We've got a new exercise bike. We have. We love it. Um, But just being active, being physically active is obviously really important for both your physical and your mental health, but even just making really small changes. So obviously early COVID, people were encouraged to go out for the daily walks or whatever else, but it's about keeping things going and remembering Mm. that that's actually really important. It doesn't have to be. And all of this, actually, this isn't really about COVID. It's prompted because we've had all these things brought back in, the restrictions. But actually, and this is the and beyond bit of the sort of title of the episode, is because these are the things that you build up that keep you going and it's not just for a temporary period of time. This is in your life. Yes. These, these things are important to do. We are building habits now that we hopefully will be keeping mm. far beyond yeah. COVID. Yeah, and absolutely. Our regular walks have returned. Mm. Yeah. 5K yeah. every day. Pretty much every day, most, every other day. Most days. Yeah. Uh, but no, that, that's been fun. That's mm. been really, really nice. We've kind of admitted that it's nice to do that without Billy. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Because when he's at school or when he's in after school club, 
that might be the opportunity that we get just to go and do our walk mm. and we get to talk about lots of different things and we put the world to rights mm-hmm. and if we've had any occasions in the day where we've had a fallout we have a chat about it mm-hmm. and then we just get on with the rest of our lives yeah so not just is it physical activity and exercise no it's a bit of mental relief as well change of scenery well change of scenery was a brilliant one that i was going to talk about because mm-hmm. of what happened on friday yes where we got up on friday morning and the news had just broken that we've got probably another six months of working from home and certainly mm-hmm. for me somebody who was traveling to london now has most definitely got at least another six months working from home mm. so i wanted to get out the house and so i decided that we were going to go and do our work for the morning from a little coffee shop mm-hmm. in lytham saint hans mm-hmm. and we loved it it was lovely we had a nice cappuccino yeah. eggs royale yes you had eggs benedict i did and we did our emails mm-hmm. we took our phone calls we completed what we had set ourselves the task of completing mm-hmm. for that couple of hours yeah and then we came home and we worked from home all afternoon yeah really really good so really enjoyed it mm. if you can find a space outside of your usual mm. go and use it go and find it and and go and enjoy it for a yeah, little while definitely it just gives you a bit of renewed energy doesn't it having a change of scenery and something that's just really really helpful so the next thing is not your strong point yeah i i'm getting better at this so if you listen to the first episode we talked a lot about how i don't sleep a lot Mm -hmm. what i've been trying to do as we've been upping our exercise yeah and as we've been trying to find ways to improve ourselves sleep has been the thing for me yeah so stress can often make it difficult to sleep Mm And it can cause sleep problems. Mm. Getting enough sleep can help you feel more able to deal with difficult situations. Mm. We have had lots of difficult situations over the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. By setting myself a target of going to bed at 10 o'clock, not always meeting it, (laughs) but setting myself the target of going to bed at 10 o'clock and forcing myself to stay in bed until 6 o'clock has given me that 7 to 8 hours, sometimes 6, but around six to eight hours sleep Mm -hmm. and i am starting to feel better for it Mm -hmm. i think it's something to do with the exercise and the food and yeah definitely and the habits in which i've got in the daytime but maybe those things are also helping me sleep better or maybe it's the sleep that's helping me do those things better either way getting enough sleep is making me feel better yeah it's making me feel stronger it's making me feel more in control Mm -hmm. and ultimately the point of this episode is it's making me feel more resilient. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And there's loads of different things you can use either for sleep or just during your day. So things like relaxation techniques, you, you'll probably already know as an individual what helps you relax. So either having a bath or listening to music or taking the dog for a walk or going for a jog, you know, whatever it is. If you know that a certain activity helps you to feel more relaxed, then you've got to make sure that you set aside time to do it. And this is back to the you being in control, putting yourself back in the driving seat. And we love mindfulness and meditation exercises i know they're not for everybody some people find them really difficult but we really enjoy them what i really like about them is that they're really accessible there's loads on youtube or wherever whatever apps you can download and this and the other and they don't have to take ages when we say mindfulness it's not about sitting there for an hour you can just do five or ten minutes and that makes it a lot easier for you to be able to find time to do it yeah so i've been doing five minute meditations through our new fitness app yes before i've been doing my bit of exercise in the morning i've Mm -hmm. been purposefully doing some stretching sometimes some yoga Mm -hmm. but also some meditation yeah 
and each meditation lasts about five minutes. The great thing about me is that I'm in a position now where I am more open in my mm. life than I have ever been. Mm. I am not scared to say mm. how I feel. No. I'm not scared to open up about things in my life mm. and that vulnerability makes me stronger mm. does that make sense yeah definitely yeah so i think that the thing about mindfulness and meditation is there was a time when i would have never done that mm, no i would have parked it and said that sounds like a load of pink and fluffy mm. ridiculousness mm -hmm. whereas now i'm open to trying it and i'm open open to pursuing it yeah yeah and there's lots of other things on top of that that build that into a full yes. thing. So things like eating more healthily. So when you're stressed, it's really tempting to either skip meals or it's just easy to just go, do you know what, I've had an absolutely horrific day, so I'm definitely not cooking. Mm. I've not got the energy or I haven't got the creativity to look in the fridge and decide, you know, create a meal from, you know, from whatever you've got in there. And we've all been very guilty of that. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's dead easy to sort of eat too much of the wrong food or just get a takeaway or whatever else. So but what you've got to bear in mind is what you eat and when you eat is going to make a really big difference to how well you feel. Yes. So then that's going to then have a knock on effect. So it's about, I think with this resilience thing, it's about being able to identify those, not necessarily triggers, but things that are going on or yeah. habits or things that start creeping in and being able to go, that's not going to help me, so I'm going to need to do something about it. That's a really, really good observation, actually, is how do you find... <laughs> Thank you. How do you recognise some of those other habits mm. that are going to stop you being as resilient as you want to be? Yeah, definitely. And it's about being able to see them, but then have all of this in your back pocket so that you know what you can put in place to deal with it and do something with it. And for me, the powerful bit and the self-empowerment thing, thing that we talk about here, knowing... That if you identify something like that, yeah, you can then go. Hang on, no, I've got, I've got a choice. I can decide how I deal with this. And sometimes that's, you know, some days that's harder than others. Yeah, because some days when your resilience is low, you don't have that within you. But then other days, you might be able to pull it back. And I think having all of these things put together is what's going to help you do it. So one of the other things is learning to be kinder to yes. yourself as well, isn't it? I think being kind to yourself can really, really help you control the amount of pressure that mm. you feel in different situations, yeah. which ultimately can help you feel less stressed. Mm. I've had to be kind to myself recently, particularly with the exercise thing. Yeah, I've never been a massively intense fitness freak. Mm. So when it comes to doing exercise, I have a boundary within myself that I kind of keep myself to. Mm. That only becomes a problem when I start to compare myself to others. Yeah. The problem with this new exercise bike that mm. we've got is that it's got a leaderboard. <laughs> yes, it does. And I am very competitive. Yes. So if I'm not kind to myself, mm. I'm going to walk away every day from Beat that exercise up. bike beating myself up mm. and thinking I'm rubbish. Yeah. Because out of the 300,000 people that have done that exercise, it shows mm. me where I came. Mm. Now, for some people, that's brilliant. But for others who maybe are just at the beginning of a fitness journey, mm. that would be really, really off-putting. Demotivational. Yeah. So I've had to be kind to myself and say, hey, you're right at the beginning of this. Mm. Enjoy it. Yeah. You See, <laughs> See, I don't have that. I, I haven't got the competitive thing that you've got. So I look at that leaderboard and I go, huh. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't yeah. really... So I've like, had to be re remind myself that actually I've turned up. Yeah. And that turning up is the most important thing. Definitely, definitely. Turning up regularly 
is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And by being kinder to myself, I'm actually now enjoying the process. Yes. A lot more. Yeah. But by enjoying the process and turning up more, mm-hmm. you're going to keep achieving. Yes. And if you do keep achieving, then you need to be able to reward yourself. Yeah. And so even the small things like finishing a piece of work, making a decision, an yeah. important decision. Yeah. All of those things, you need to remind yourself that you have achieved something Mm -hmm. and so set yourself little rewards for that it could be taking yourself out and having a walk it could be reading a book or even buying a book it could be treating yourself to some healthy food Mm -hmm. or just simply saying to yourself well done for doing that Mm. we congratulate each other for little things in the house all the time don't we (laughs) whether it's going on the exercise bike or whether it's finishing a piece of work we were talking about the night before and saying have you done that piece of work and you say yeah and we go oh hey high five yeah yeah i did it this week where i set myself a few hours to do a piece of work and i finished Mm -hmm. and i had 40 minutes left yeah i could have dived into a different piece of work but i didn't yeah i actually went downstairs and turned on billy's switch and had a game (laughs) of Fortnite. yeah (laughs) what a treat i am nearly 40 years old and i do (laughs) jump on and play Fortnite when my child's at school (laughs) get over it um (laughs) so yeah that was my little reward to myself for 40 minutes before i started my next piece of work yeah and that's kind of being proactive really this is one of the next points really about being proactive because it's important for you to be able to see what's ahead of you see what you've got to do see what you need to do yeah and then deal with it however you need to deal with it so it's helpful to acknowledge and accept emotions during hard times as well so what we're going through at the minute with covid is actually going to be really quite emotionally tough on people especially people when they're not seeing family and friends or yes. they've and especially when we had lockdown the restrictions are eased and now they're being brought back in again and that's going to be really really tough for a lot of people so it's important to really acknowledge that and again not being too hard on yourself and being kind to yourself and acknowledging that we're going through this really bizarre really weird time at the moment uh, but again you don't have to be going through a global pandemic to be able to acknowledge an emotional change or acknowledge how you're feeling but it's about sort of self-discovery and self-empowerment being able to ask yourself right what can I actually do so if you do have a problem or an issue asking yourself what can I do about it and if the problem seems too big to tackle then breaking it down into those little more manageable pieces to help you get through it yeah and that's the people who hear very often you can't eat an elephant all at once mm. which sounds ridiculous don't want to eat an elephant nobody wants to eat an elephant no but yeah there are big things that you think you might have to deal with Mm. and like you said it's breaking them down into manageable Mm. pieces i can remember being told and i'm giggling now because i can remember getting like really stressed out about stuff as a child like even if it was like homework or whatever it was from school and my dad and my mom you know would both sit me down and say stop looking at the end result what do you actually need to actually do Yes. And then, but what do you actually need to do right now today? Which is exactly. And then what can you do tomorrow? Which is exactly what we've been doing Mm, at work this week. Yeah, yeah. So we set ourselves a challenge um, as well as trying to go to bed at 10 o'clock. Yeah. We also said at the beginning of every day, we're going to write down a couple of things, Mm -hmm. two or three maximum Mm. that we wanted to achieve in our working day. Mm -hmm. Being at home, a working day starts on a Monday and finishes on a Friday. And for some people hasn't finished since March yeah. because every day runs into the next mm. and then into the next and you don't know when to switch off mm. and you don't know when to close your laptop. Mm. So 
we started this thing of just writing down two or three things that by the time it got to four or five o'clock, mm-hmm. if you had achieved those, mm-hmm. then it was a success. Yeah. And that that brings in two. So that brings back the sort of rewarding and recognizing your achievements yeah. bit and saying to yourself, well done, you've got through those things today. And actually, sometimes you set yourself those three and you end up doing four yeah. or five. And that's even better, you know, brilliant. But it's other thing is about being more straightforward and assertive when you're communicating with people so if people are making unreasonable or unrealistic demands on you having the confidence and building up the the confidence to be able to tell tell them how you feel and either say no or explain that you'll have to do it later or and manage their expectations and manage expectations definitely i've quite enjoyed mm. managing people's expectations recently mm-hmm. i've always been yeah i'll do that yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. No problem. Leave that to me. I'm the doer. And most recently, I've had to really try and rein that in. Mm. So I would say that the thing I'm good at mm. has been recently managing people's expectations and yeah. being quite direct with that. Yeah. What I haven't been good at and what I've never been good at is being direct and assertive with people who are more senior than me. Mm particularly when I have to tell them that I disagree with them. Yes. I find it very difficult to Mm -hmm. say to somebody who's maybe above me in the structure of an organisation or is in a different organisation but right at the top. Mm -hmm. So let's say from our consultancy perspective, Mm -hmm. somebody runs a company Mm -hmm. and they've brought us in to do a piece of work and they say, we want to do it like this. Mm. Now, yes, we know that they've paid us to help them do it, Mm. but it's still really difficult to say, actually, that thing that you want to do Mm. is completely wrong. You're very good at doing that at home. I am very good at doing it at home. Transferable skills, Robert. You need to be able to (laughs) (laughs) transfer your ability to do that at home into work. Yeah. Mm. And, And that can lead to, I suppose the conflict side of stuff as well because i can often skirt around issues Mm -hmm. even more so when it comes to this communication thing when you're in conflict with somebody yeah because i need to learn and i think this helps other people as well with resilience Mm. when you are direct about something Mm -hmm. particularly in a conflict you get to resolve it quicker and the quicker you can resolve conflict the better you will feel about something yeah So do not go into your little rabbit hole of Mm. um, they don't like me because and it's not my fault because. Mm -hmm. Find a way through quickly. Yeah, definitely. Because actually, very often, one of the things I've learned is it really doesn't matter who was in the right and who was in the wrong. No. You can spend and waste loads of energy (laughs) on getting through that when actually you could just step back, look at the bigger picture and find a way to move forward with it isn't it really exactly yeah exactly so the next one and this is a a little bit similar to when we were talking about breaking things down but this is about having a goal so moving towards a goal but setting something that's realistic yeah and something that you can break down and do things regularly to move you towards it so they don't have to be big massive things just small accomplishments that enable you to move towards that bigger goal Yes. So instead of focusing on the tasks that seem unachievable, 
So on that big goal there, there at the end, you know, what's the one thing I know I can accomplish today that helps move me in that direction? So, and this isn't necessarily about tasks and a piece of work. So the goal being a piece of work, it's more about a a bigger goal and a place you want to get to in your life or a skill you want to develop, something like that. I think that's really, really good. So we started doing that within the work with Mm. that couple of things that we do each day. Mm -hmm. But then we also do it in the bigger picture stuff. So Mm. look at the house. Mm -hmm. We know in our heads what we want our house to look like yeah, one day. Yeah. And at the moment, we set smaller goals. Yeah. And every time we achieve one of those smaller goals, mm-hmm. like clearing out the garage, mm-hmm. yeah. painting the inside of the garage. Mm-hmm. I keep mentioning the garage because that's our current... <laughs> that's what you spent all morning doing. <laughs> ...liability. <laughs> yes. But when, when that little bit is finished, mm-hmm. it's another piece of the jigsaw to that final goal. Exactly. We could sit here, which brings me into one of my last ones. Mm -hmm. We could sit here and say, we wanted our house finished by now. We want to do an extension, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying that to sound um, aloof or anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) What I'm saying it for is that everybody has a dream about what they want. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't happen as quick as people would like it to. Yes. And what you have to do is embrace healthy thoughts. Yeah. So you have to keep things into perspective. Yes. The perspective for me on the house at the moment is that we are very, very fortunate. We have an amazing member of our family who Mm -hmm. helps us. Mm. But what is absolutely fantastic is that we are hitting these small goals. Yeah. And the healthy thoughts that we maintain is when we put it into perspective and go, look what we've been able to achieve. Look how lucky we are having these people around us who can help us. And so how you think can play a significant part Mm. in how you feel. Definitely. And how resilient you are when faced with obstacles. Yeah. The one thing I do want to say about this is actually by flipping that on its head and not embracing healthy thoughts is how quickly you can end up down a rabbit hole Mm -hmm. with your thoughts oh yes and how quickly you can become extremely negative yeah about things that are completely irrational to be negative about but at the time that feels really real to you but at the time that's felt really real Mm. to you and i have seen it very often recently Mm -hmm. on social media where people have said something or gave an opinion and then you watch over the next few days how they're stuck in this negative thought process. Mm. And when you're stuck in that negative thought process, you will do irrational things. Mm. You will go and find news articles, Mm. web articles, other people's opinions that support this, almost that sometimes can be conspiracy theorists Mm. way of thinking because that's where you're at. And if you keep going down that route, you will only find more and more people who are more negative than you are. Yeah, and just perpetuating that over and over again. It's it's like you said there, it's trying to identify when you're doing that. And we said this before, having the ability and build your resilience so that you have the ability to identify when you're going down a rabbit hole or when you're having yeah. you when you're thinking irrationally and then knowing how to be able to adopt a more balanced and realistic thinking pattern to try and bring yourself round out of that and that can be that, that's really really hard to do you know it's not something that's straightforward and we've both had to do it you know we've both got ourselves into you know in situations where you get into this yeah. really negative cycle of thinking and actually we we're quite good at bringing each other round from that yeah. i think 
But, you know, in the case that you don't necessarily have that or you don't want to speak to somebody else about something, it's about being able to build something within yourself that when you identify that you're doing it, go stop. Yes. Stop and really think about what you're doing and how you're reacting to it. Just question yourself. Yeah, and it's that tendency to catastrophize yeah. things, isn't it? And like you say, how do you identify irrational mm. thinking? Mm. We could probably do a whole episode on that. Mm-hmm. We might find a guest for that one day. Mm. How do you identify irrational thinking? Yeah. It, because often, by the time you are thinking irrationally, you're a bit too far down to recognise yeah. that you are thinking irrationally. Exactly, yeah. And I've been with people recently who are who are seeing things that aren't there. Mm. How do you explain to them that the things that they see mm. just don't exist yeah that perception of what they think other people's thoughts are feelings are that's not it at all that's completely the story that you've told yourself in your head but this doesn't happen overnight you don't wake up one day (laughs) or most people don't wake up one day and suddenly decide that the whole world is against them Mm. we all do it yeah and like i said right at the beginning I, I am more open to my thoughts now and i can say this without being without being worried about what people might think mm I do get those thoughts when somebody doesn't come see me or that somebody pulls out on me. Mm. I think, well, why, why me? Mm. But we all have those thoughts. Mm. What's important is that you replace those thoughts with more positive thoughts. Yeah, and that's the whole the, the whole ethos around building resilience is that when you do get in situations like that, you've got this all these different tools and techniques and things that you can use to help you. The biggest thing out of all of this is actually not being afraid to seek help or getting help when you need it. Being seen as actually crucial in building your resilience. And you know, for lots of people using your own resources and the kinds of sort of strategies and tips and things that we've talked about might be enough for building your resilience. But at times you might just feel stuck and you might just need a little bit of assistance or guidance and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to pick up the phone or speak to you know your family or speak to a friend or even you know ring a helpline or anything it can just be going and having a look for some information online or it doesn't have to be a big massive no and I've done both so three times in my life I have gone for counseling Mm -hmm. I have recognized at three points in my life previously I need to go and get some counseling Mm -hmm. and they helped for the moment that I was there at mm. that point. I reckoned normally for me, if I'm, I have to go and see a counsellor, it means I've left it too long. Yes. I haven't recognised, mm. I haven't done all those things that we've talked about before. Mm. And then I've got to a point where I've gone, I can't cope anymore. I now mm. need someone else to intervene in yeah. my brain and tell and me what's me going on. put me back on track, on. yeah. Yeah. But one of the things that I do do often, and I've done very recently as well, is go online and just... Mm have a search Mm -hmm. why do i think this why do i feel like this Mm -hmm. how can i improve doing this Mm. and the one thing i always find when i do that is that you are not on your own absolutely there is always someone somewhere Mm -hmm. who is feeling or has felt the same as you yeah but more importantly there is always someone somewhere that you can turn to for help as well. Definitely, definitely. And so what what we will do, mm-hmm. 
putting us on the spot on a Sunday afternoon when the episode's going out on Sunday night, <laughs> um, is we will make sure that we can signpost some people through the website yeah. to some of the places where they just can get Just online help. resources and things that might yeah. just be helpful, yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah. play our part. We will, and some things suit some people and don't suit others, and this is the whole joy of being able to you know, get into different areas. But actually, know within yourself that you have the strength within yourself. You've got everything you need. Yes. Inside of you to be able to deal with it. And you are in control of how you react and respond to things. And for me, it's always bringing it back to that. and remembering that, you know, you as a person, there's lots of help out there if you need it, but you are in control of how you react to a, you know, to a situation, which I find really and, helpful. And that's the whole point of why we have the show, mm-hmm. why we have our website, why we do the work to help yeah. charities and other people who, to help people realise that you're not alone and to yeah. help people realise you have the strength, yeah. you have the resilience mm-hmm. to take control of your own life. Yeah, definitely. So I think that's a great point for us to finish. Yes. Uh, this has been an unabridged, just flying ideas back yeah. and forth <laughs> yeah. on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah around um the changes that are happening right in front of us mm-hmm. and will probably keep happening for the next six or so months yeah exactly the main thing is let's hope everybody listening is keeping safe yeah that if you do feel low that you've got someone you can speak to mm-hmm. that you've got somewhere you can go to to get some help or yeah. advice yeah so it's time for us to finish for today but we will be back next week with another episode and we can't wait for you to join us before then, why not join our Facebook group, Give Social, or head on over to the website, givesocial.co.uk. We've got some special things lined up for subscribers and Facebook followers. We've got giveaways and guides and free tips, so don't miss out. See you all for next week, and it's our final episode of this series for Give Social. Bye-bye for now.